This is Ari Shafir's Skeptic Tank for the week of Monday, February 20th, 2012. Hi, you guys. How are you? Um, on today's episode, I interview my friend and colleague, Mr. Joey Diaz, Mad Flavor himself. Um, he's always full of stories. But uh, today, we talked specifically about, um, about Hollywood. He's been like a working actor in L.A. for, for a long time. You, you, you sleep on him, but he's got a shitload of IMDb credits. Um, yeah, from Spider-Man 2 to The Longest Yard to like tons of other shit, little stuff. I saw him in the, in the, in the back of an episode of How I Met Your Mother. They were all at like a baseball game or something, and he was right behind them. No lines, didn't say anything. And I, I remember calling him one day. I was like, did you get cut out of, a, of, a, of an episode of How I Met Your Mother? He's like, I sure did, but you still got paid. Thank God for Screen Actors Guild. Um, so anyway, it was a lot of fun. We talked for a while, and then, and then Joey, he just had uh, uh, knee surgery. So his mixture of uh, marijuana and Vicodin and uh, lack of sleep made uh, recording a podcast impossible. So we had to stop it at some point. But until we got to that point, it was really fun, and, uh, and uh, we got to some stuff. It was cool. Um, in terms of stand-up, uh, I'm just going to tell you from now, I've gotten a bunch, a shitload of gigs, so please go to my website, arithegreat.com. Um, not only are there extra like features for each uh, episode of the, uh, of the podcast, but there's also uh, all my dates there, so, and you can links to buy tickets to all of them. So I'm going to be in uh, Easton, Maryland on, uh, on March 15th at the Avalon Theater, I'll be in Toronto at, uh, also in March. Um, where else am I going to be? Toronto, Dallas, uh, La Jolla, that's San Diego, uh, California, Connecticut, New Jersey. I'm going to be in a bunch of places. So go to my website and, uh, and get tickets to that. Also, uh, my storyteller show, the next one, is, uh, is February 28th. It's This Is Not Happening presents Shame. We're all doing... Um, Stories about shame. So it's going to be a good lineup. I got Bobby Lee from 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 um, small Asian communities all over the east uh, eastern uh, Asia. Whatever. I have nothing to say about that. Bobby Lee's doing it. Also, Mary Lynn Reitzka from Twenty Four. Uh, Moshe Kasher is doing a story that he told at um, the Bridgetown Comedy Festival last year. It was one of the best ones we've ever had. And so he's uh, he's going to do that one again. And uh, and Dylan Brody, and then still some other person, one other person. I forget who yet. I don't know who yet. I mean, um, so please come to that. It's February 28th. It's uh, 8 o'clock at the Improv. Go to my website, AriTheGreat.com, for tickets or go to Improv.com. Uh, I think we might give away, last time we gave away all the money to charity. Um, we might do that again this time. I don't know. I don't like making money off this because it's so experimental. I don't know what's really going to happen. I'd rather, just, I'd rather just have it done for the art form instead of having to make any cash off it. So we'll see. I, I'll probably give it away to somebody. Um, but please come. February 28th. It's only $5. And, and it's the best show you're going to see for $5. It's, it's great comics doing awesome, awesome street stories. Um, in terms of sponsors, I got a new one, everybody. Um, Hornblasters.com. It's, it's my friend Matthew Heller owns his company where he can uh, hook, up your, hook up your car or truck. I have a lot of truck driver listeners. I'm, I'm convinced of that. I know I do. I I must. The people listen, all, they just drive trucks for fucking 14 hours a day and they listen to my podcast. That's not most of my listeners, but it's some of them. So if you're into trucks and souping up your shit, it's, it's not for me. It's not for everybody, but it's for some people. Uh, and they cost a bunch. It's between like $300 and like $500 for like the basic ones and then like $1,500 for like these gigantic ones. Um, and there's like full, um, full, what's it called, instructions in there, how to hook it up yourself um, so any idiot can do it. 
He said even I could do it. So if I could do it, then anybody could do it. So go to hornblasters.com. Um, they're funny. There's some videos online, too, of these guys uh, or their friends using these uh, these um, horn blasters. I don't know what you call them. These giant horns. They sound like train horns. They're gigantic train horns. They fit underneath your car. So when you hit your horn, a train horn goes off and scares the fuck out of everybody in the area. It's so stupid. <laughs> it's so stupid, but it's so fun. And there's all these videos of people dropping groceries and stuff when people sneak up next to them. It's funny. There's one I heard about somebody dropping a baby, but he didn't air that one. Um, anyway, uh, so go there. Go to hornblasters.com uh, for all that. Uh, tell them I sent you. Uh, and that's it, everybody. Sit back, relax, and enjoy Ari Shapir's Skepta Tank, number 47, Hollywood Bowl, with Joey Coco Diaz. You learn to sing. You learn to play. Why don't Boom. Joey Diaz. Boom. What's happening, Ari Shafir, my brother? Nothing. Um, how are you? The $10 million man. What's happening? The $6 million beautiful. man? Great what to have you here. I have no fucking idea. $6 million man. Six mi- yeah, you're reconstructed now. You're, you're right here better, stronger, out. Yeah, faster. hopefully. Yeah. This is great. It wasn't, uh, you know, I'm an old school type of guy, so I thought surgery is the fucking mess with the eight people in the room and... Let me tell you something. Surgery is a complete different guy. Way easier now, right? And in 10 years, it's not even going to be a guy. It's going to be a fucking computer. Really? A magnet. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's definitely going to be. You could see it already. It's going to be a robot. Listen, you go in there, they tape a thing to your finger. Yeah. A little thing now. That tells them everything. What do you mean? They, they put a thing on your With finger. With all your information? Monitor. Like, don't do left leg, do right yeah, leg? Yeah. Like no, no, no. You put your monitor, it tells them everything. Your blood oh. pressure. If your asshole's fucking got a hemorrhoid, it <laughs> yeah. tells them everything. Then the other side, they got a... Uh, uh, what is it? The tube that puts the vitamins into your blood. The fucking tube over here. The IV? The IV. Okay. <clears throat> the IV. And the IV basically controls everything also. Blood pressure, flow. It's amazing. You're on a fucking computer. Yeah. Okay? They, then the doctor came in, a little Korean guy from New Jersey. I love him. Like an hour, some fucking name. <laughs> and he goes, listen, we're going to put one needle in you. And it's all over after that. Intravenous. We're going to take you in the other room. I'm going to drowsy you up a little bit. I'm going to give you some jamba juice. Yeah. And then I'm going to put a tube in your throat. You're not going to feel and it going And you're going to be in, gone. And you're not going to feel it going out. And <coughs> you didn't? I didn't feel nothing. I'm coughing today. My throat hurts a little bit. Because it you scratched down there? Phlegm. Yeah, it scratched okay. it up a little bit. But it was worth it because the last time I went in, I was 415 pounds. And they, t- they put the tube in my fucking nose. You were up to 415? 415. They put the tube in my oh, nose. God. And the fucking thing... It, it killed that side of, till, till, till today That nose hurts Really? That nostril cause it was Oh so now scrape. they don't have to do that They don't have to do that no more It's they way wider They put a tube down my throat And uh, I'll tell you I only remember me laying down They put a thing under my neck yeah. Was you comfortable? I go yeah He goes I'm going to give you a little oxygen Then I'm going to give you some happiness juice <laughs> Happiness and juice the next thing you know He was waking me up going Hey We're going to uh, We're going to uh, The other room The pre-op room Whatever yeah. the fuck it is and you're going to sit down. I went in there. They gave me a few ice cubes for about 20 minutes. They asked me a few questions. They gave me some more stuff for pain. And then they said to me, are you ready to go to the other room? Yeah, I went downstairs. They gave me a sandwich, two cups of fucking apple juice, <laughs> and a graham cracker. And they brought All my covers. clothes. And they said, don't let the door hit you in the ass. See you later. Sign here. I was out of there. That was what, 24 hours ago? 
That was 24 hours ago. I was Man. in at 9.30, and I was walking out the door at 2. I got out wow. to Laurel Canyon. I came back over the valley. We stopped at a candy store to get something to drink. I stopped at the weed store to get a couple of grams And you could of walk? Weed. You could get out of the car? I walked out of the car and hobbled into the weed wow. store with crutches. You, you like, got a good surgery. Like I told Eddie Bravo, listen, if you cut both legs off and I was coming back from the Vietnam War, <laughs> I'd bobble my way into that thing across the floor like a fucking leper. Stop in at the weed store oh, really quickly. I'll tongue my way across that fucking I'm going to hang myself tomorrow, but today... How are you going to come home from surgery? Dying. Listen, the first time I had neck surgery, at the time I was addicted to blow. I was so addicted to blow that I couldn't do blow for about 30 days before the neck surgery. So the wow. first stop, listen, when I woke up from that neck surgery. Yeah. Oh, with the ball? With the fat ball in my yeah. neck. Fat I didn't ball. think I didn't think. <laughs> yeah. A fat ball on your a neck. fat ball on my neck the size of a fucking, uh, of a baseball professional. It looked like that uh, scene from The Running Man where the the face came out of his yeah, stomach. But like stomach. It, was, it was halfway coming neck. out of your neck. It was coming out of my neck. And then when they cut it, they thought it was just in my neck. It was all the way deep by my lungs, so they had to stick their hand in my... Uh, like an iceberg. In my, oh, yeah, it was horrible. Like one of the things that Titanic hit. <laughs> yeah. It's deeper underneath it's than on top. It's deeper underneath, and they fuck, it was the size of a baseball. But it was so weird. I'm sitting in recovery that time, and from the minute I opened my eyes, all I thought about was doing a blast to fucking blow. Really? And I talked to them. I was headed out the door with the intravenous in my arm. They sat me down. I gave the guy $50 to go around the side and get my car, the black guy. I asked really? my wife. Which black guy? When she comes. Like, there was an intern. She's attendant? Yeah, some yeah. attendant. I gave him 50 fucking bucks. I said, go get my car. I'm out of here. And I told my wife we had to stop and get a book. And I went in there and got a gram of blow. I'm going to get doing a bump and feeling the blood get out of my fucking neck. Like, as I did the bump of blow. So you couldn't do it for 30 days right. leading up to it, but as soon as you were done. As soon as I was done, I didn't want to eat. I didn't want no lobster. I didn't want my dick sucked. I went straight from the surgery. That time the surgery was at 6 a.m., and it took me into, uh, I got out of there like at one. Yeah. At one o'clock, I went and got fucking high as a kite. <laughs> I did two bumps direct from fucking Club Babaloo. You just got quick recovery. Oh, I went home. But here's the beauty of it. As I was doing the lines, when my heart would beat, the stitches would open in my neck. <laughs> so a little blood was coming out. So here I am, high on coke, fainting at the same time. <laughs> I went home. I ate like 15 Vikings. I was congested. Just even out. Just to balance. <laughs> it's like these, these Vikings they give you now. They don't work unless you, you add coke to it and the whole blend. They give you a couple of Vikings. That don't do nothing. That's like taking two fucking leaves for me. Yeah. You need the Vikings to kick in. You need a couple of Vinos. They hit them off each other. Grandma blow. Yeah, they get the whole... Patois going, you know yeah. what I'm saying? But those days are long gone. I got shit to do. What's up, Ari Shafir? Nothing. Great to see you. I haven't seen you in a few weeks, man. Oh, yeah, really? Yeah, wow. I haven't seen you in a few weeks since Yeah, I've been gone a couple of times. Since New Year's. You've been gone, I've been gone. We went to Chicago and Vegas. You were in Minneapolis. Yeah. You were in Phoenix with Ralphie May. Oh, yeah, you got to go to the Phoenix room. I'll, I'll send him an email today. Who? Those, the, not Phoenix room, sorry. This Minneapolis. Yeah, 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 don't forget House of about comedy, it. yeah. Because I want to get into the one in Jersey City. That's the yeah, most important thing. You would, you would do great in those. So I'm, I'm, I'm right from down there, so we would rock the fucking house. But besides that, it was great to see you. Thank you for you coming. You know how the Filipino girl this time? That's Which what I'm remembering. <laughs> the one, the Filipino girl. Recovery? Yeah. They were all Filipinos, but these were controlled. There were some hot ones in the first level. Before I went into surgery, yeah. there was about three young ones that were hot. Then when I came out, there was some Filipinos. The one I had yesterday was the a one big shoots one. you full of coke. Oh yeah, 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 little little fucking dude. <laughs> that guy coke. comes out of the box. It was a great surgery, and I'm happy I did it. You know, I was a little apprehensive. <laughs> it, uh, on the way down there, I had this uh, pound of air on my heart. 
It's the weirdest thing to this time. Yeah, like anxiety. Oh, really? There was a pound of fucking air that was on my heart. Just, I was scared. But then I started thinking. I go, you know what? What human being is it? No human being yeah, at you all. Yeah, scared. Likes being in the fucking hospital. I don't care who you are. I don't like me. Nobody wants to go to the hospital. Nobody ever says to you, you know what I'm doing tomorrow night? I'm gonna hit myself in the head with a fucking bucket. And go to the hospital for two days. You got a surgery. You have no idea how long it's going to be. No fucking idea. And there's always that fear, like they're going to cut my leg off while I'm out. It's going to go oh, so bad. Please. Every time I give blood, I think about everybody I fucked in the ass. <laughs> I think about every twat I ate. Every time I did blow with a dollar bill that wasn't mine. Yeah. You know, you think of everything. I just you, got tested today. Yeah, you forget about yeah. everything. You got a blood test. So you mentioned that Morrissey cigarette. said this last night. You, like, you get your cavities checked, no big deal. You get your STD checked, your blood checked, and you're like, fuck. Oh my god This might be so bad So you think of all the ass you ate Behind the comedy store <laughs> Yeah Every time some fat black chick Sucked your dick on the road <laughs> You think of everything I mean I'm saying It's not fucking kosher pussy You're a Jew You gotta watch You stick your dick in Anyway So right. let's talk about movies Is that what we're gonna talk about? Let's fucking yeah, do it well, we're gonna talk about Just the evolutions Like what you need to get you going like you got me into some old shit that i was never into like what well music of course no like no, Ozzy no. And Bla- but like outlaw josie wales you know i always oh wow she just sticks a paw out she's trying to get out that bad yeah yeah well mama's my wife is home wow she's your controller you know what i'm saying anything left in that <laughs> can baby thank you i'm dying of fucking thirst here i think it's doing for the apple cider <laughs> this cat's waiting for you yeah Oh, I'm going to pause this. Which was good. And you're not either, Terry? No, we're not starting back. Oh, wow. Good for you. Uh, not, I was going to talk to you about a different thing. Like, What I really want to talk to you about was how I got into the movies. The other day, and I'm not trying to brag to you nothing. Because you've done a bunch. Like, yeah, a lot of people sit there and they go, you know, Joey, I looked at your IMDb. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Really? And I go, let me look at it. And the other night I looked at my IMDb and I was like, I got, the Ari, and you know, I tell you guys the truth. It's like that song, The Grateful. Uh, what is that? What? Same as it ever was. Same you as may it ever ask was. yourself, oh, yeah. who is that? It's like a one hit wonder, heads. right? Oh, really? Oh. You may find yourself no. in a big house and you might ask yourself, how did I get, I get here? When yeah. the things going by? Yeah. That's yeah. what it was that yeah. afternoon. Like, I was like, my God. I go all the way back to 98 and they put everything on there, even if it's a stupid film. I got 100 pieces of shit on, on IMDb. And I started thinking wow. about it, like, coming from Cuba, you don't know anything. Yeah. You know, and all of a sudden, one of the first movies I ever went to see was Her Majesty's Secret Service. Who was in that? It's a James Bond movie that had George Lazenby as James Bond. He only did one movie. And they were like, fuck this guy. He was in between Sean Connery and the, the, Roger the, Moore. And the Saint. But the weirdest thing, I didn't care who, I didn't know who James Bond was. It didn't make a difference to me. All right, okay. It was a ski movie, and he, Diana Rigg was it, uh, Kojak was in it, and it was about this guy getting out and shooting people on the fucking skis. So I fell in love with skis. So what I did was I made my mother take me to Macy's and buy everything about skiing, but I lived in Manhattan. So I went to my room, and I took and I bought a... These little ice pellets, like that, you slip on when when the snow comes down. Yeah. And I took buckets of them, put them on my bed with a blanket, and I covered uh-huh. the blanket with this stuff. And I took the skis, put them on, and skid down two feet of mattress and fell down. I did that a thousand times in the night, but that was the what? impact. That was the impact what? the movie had had on me. Oh, because you were fell in love with it so much. I fell in love with just the, when you come from another country and a big movie and a big screen. Yeah, I seen the movie like on Fifty Eighth Street and Broadway, up the corner from where Caroline's is now. It takes you over you sometimes, know, right? You watch. Was, then I went to see the Valachi Papers. 
I and I went to one. see uh, Valachi Papers. There's Charles Bronson. There's Joe Valachi. Yeah. And he becomes a rat. And then I remember going to see like uh, Dirty Harry. Jesus. Death Wish. Jesus. The Getaway. I seen it when it first came out with Steve McQueen. I was ten. Yeah. Steve uh, McQueen. That was really cool. Really cool. And but nothing hit hard as much as watching. I was watching Happy Days in nineteen. The show. It was 1972. I was in the eighth grade. It was in the fourth grade, and I was watching Happy Days. The and show? I seen a commercial, yeah. yeah. I seen a commercial for Chinese Connection with Bruce Lee, the second one, when he avenges his teacher. Oh, yeah. And I'm on the way home from Catholic school telling my stepdad, listen. That's where he goes and kicks everybody's ass. Everybody's ass. One at a time. He goes, I'll challenge you all. Everybody. And I, I remember telling my stepdad, listen, I don't want to do nothing this week. I just want to go see Bruce Lee. But by that time, I was so enthralled with film. Yeah. You know, I was so enthralled with film that it was just amazing. If a movie came out, I went to see it. My life was based on films. And I didn't, I didn't go see dumbass films. I knew what I liked. Yeah. I went to see The Exorcist. I went to see The Godfather. Wow. At the age of 10. I went to see, uh, you know, The Who. Uh, <laughs> Why did we turn out so different? Yeah. I saw E.T. and fucking yeah, no, American no. Tale. I never went to see E.T. I mean, I don't like movies, nothing. I like realism. Wow. You know, I tell people, if I could have watch, not watched The Exorcist again at that age, I wouldn't have watched it. It was too thought-provoking. Those steps were in D.C. That steps that yeah, priest falls down, no, we used to always all, pass them. all D.C. and shit. In, 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 in Georgetown. Then I come out here. I yeah. this drill in my ass. I go to prison. You have this what in your ass? I have this thing. I go to prison. And yeah. People say to me, I should be a stand-up comic. Jesus, Joey, you should be a stand-up comic. And, you you know, with stand-up comedy, you think of Richard Pryor and Gene Wilder. Yeah. You think of, uh, you know, uh, the honeymooners, whatever. You think of all these things. And at first, you're like, you know what? I just want to do a stand-up comedy. I don't want to think about movies or anything. And the whole time, I was like, you know what? Who the fuck am I kidding? Uh-huh. My mother died when I was 15. I'm a fucking convict. I'm hooked on cocaine. <laughs> They'll never put me in a fucking movie. Yeah, you think like that, right? Because it's like, you can't, that's not something you can do. Dude, you can I'm never do. think like that. Yeah. Then in 83, I, was, I worked in a video store. My passion for movies was, wow, I work at a video store and watch as many movies as I can. Like Tarantino. Like Tarantino. Just work and learn and, and watch everything. Movies. I watched everything. And then there, people would come in. VHS. Michael Douglas would come in. Who would come in? Michael Douglas would come in. You were in. living here then? No, I was living in Aspen, Colorado. Oh. I was working in Snowmass Village. Okay. And in Snowmass Village, there was a video store named uh, Commander Video. And his brother owned Captain Video. Okay. He had Commander Video and Snowmass. Yeah. Couldn't be above his brother. <laughs> so uh, I was robbing the place blind. It was a fucking party. Yeah. He was snorting coke. You know, he wouldn't, the owner wouldn't come in for weeks at a time. He'd make the deposits. <laughs> nope. It was, it was 85 in Bolt in Aspen, yeah. Colorado. But the moral is like uh, the, the, the flying, nun, flying nun came oh, yeah, in. I, I became remember. friends with her. But one of the guys that come Peggy? in. No. Yeah, one of the guys that come in, his name was John Link. And John yeah. Link at the time was a hot editor. He had edited a couple of Steven Seagal's movies. Yeah. He had also edited Arnold Schwarzenegger Commando. So Arnold would come to Snowmass and stay with him. So I would always say, Mr. Link, what do I need to do to get in movies? Ah, move to L.A., start as a cameraman, whatever, you know. And I, would, I always thought that was such a huge 
tight, Ari. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to say to you and the people at home that, you know, I had it as such a huge accomplishment. And I knew my past and I knew where I came from. And I'm like, I'm a piece of shit. There's no way. They'll do a background check. <laughs> You'll be done. And that's the end of yeah, that shit. Yeah, you think of them as like larger you know, than life. But, but even, even with the background check, it wasn't a background check. I didn't think my character was up yeah. to it. You know, these people are saints. They get put on this pedestal because... But they're not really like that. And then that, I read though. about Tim Allen going to blow and telling <laughs> Disney yeah. that he had a, he went to blow. And then it still wasn't in sight. And then, you know, I get into comedy and I, and I live in a fucking car and I, I'm driving around the country for triple working for 400 a week. Yeah. And that was still the farthest thing. And, your mind. And, and, and if I go into a bar or something to do comedy or whatever and I'd see somebody who was an extra that I would recognize, I would fall all oh, over yeah. myself. It'd be so cool, right? I would fall all over myself and go over and introduce myself. Really? And ask him how I would get into movies. Wow. Oh, it was amazing. Then I started comedy and I bumped into Andy Garcia at a Janet Jackson concert. I sat behind Andy Garcia and immediately I started talking to him in Spanish and he said, Doug, you gotta move out to LA, you gotta go to acting school got to go to acting class and I said to him you know I'm a comedian he goes just keep plugging away you know I didn't know I didn't fucking know and then I moved to New York for a while did comedy there and I tried to take an acting class but in the back of my mind I would go to the acting class and go why am I paying these people I'm never gonna do this shit (laughs) yeah then I moved to fucking Seattle I moved back to Boulder back to Seattle at this point I'm doing comedy maybe three years four years and CBS comes to me in Seattle and says listen we're putting together a show and we'd like for you to be the bartender to come down and read for it. They flew me down. I read for it. I flew back. And they go, we'll give you this amount of money to move, blah, blah, blah. Really? And I moved to L.A. and the rest is history. But even still. What year did you move here? 97. Even still, I'm okay. like, I'm never going to fucking yeah. do movies. You know? And then one day I'm at the fucking improv on a Sunday night for Latino night. And this guy comes up to me with a suit. And he goes, hey, man, I'm a manager. You know, I'm trying to get people out for this and this and this. And I remember just going, all right, you know, manage me. And he got me this coloring book agency. It was two black chicks called. at the Paramount lot. Two black chicks. At the lot? That's at cool. At the lot. That's it. They, that's what they had going for them. <laughs> she was an attorney, and the other chick was a pretty good agent. And one day she's like, Joey, listen, this stand-up shit ain't going to make it. It's not, there's no point. There's no point for you to keep doing it unless you get the other angle of it. What's the other angle? Uh, and I remember looking at it going, what are you talking about? I want to be a stand-up comic. I want to do heroin with Lenny Bruce. Yeah. I want to do this. I don't want to fucking do, you know. Movies. Let me do this shit first. And then uh, we'll put this shit together, you know. I don't want to to fucking do this dumb shit uh, acting class and stuff. And she's like, listen, you don't need no acting class. I seen you walking around talking to people after the comedy show last week. Yeah, you're pretty charismatic. You're pretty charismatic. You don't need this shit. I'm like, you're crazy. And I remember, like, going... I don't want them to do a background check. <laughs> You're that's, so afraid of what a piece of shit la- you thought you were? Yeah, that's the last thing I wanted. Yeah. Was for me to get into Paramount and for somebody to call Ari and go, Ari, I, can't have that I really kind of- like you and I like Joey, but you can't be around here with that background. Yeah. I still remember Rogan inviting me to uh, news radio. Yeah. And me pulling them aside and going, Doug, you know I got warrants. I can't. He's like, nah. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I didn't fucking know. It's just a job site. I never fucking knew. I never yeah. knew that... Uh, you know, I thought they were always going to find out what I did and who I was and yeah. what a piece of shit I was. And then this went on. These started two years, yeah, okay. and I would see people at the store that were doing movies, like like, who? Uh, like uh, Torres, Luke Torres, Luke Torres that had been in a movie with Michael Jordan and those guys. Oh, really? And I had seen the baseball movie, and I had seen uh, with, with, with the rabbit. The rabbit. There was a rabbit years ago, and they played baseball with Bugs Bunny and shit. 
I don't know. It doesn't matter. Wait, the the basketball movie? No, a baseball movie. And he was the catcher, Luke Torres, in the movie. Wow. doesn't really matter. Okay. And then uh, the fat kid that was in Blade. There was a lot of little kids that came to the comedy store yeah. that did films, individual films. Um, and they weren't even big-time comics. They Donald Logue? Is that huh? Donald Logue, the guy who was from Blade? No. Oh. Blade had Eric. Oh, Eric, Eric Anderson. Eric, uh, was this fucking key. Donald Logue go to yeah. a fucking comedy store? Eric? I don't know. No. I didn't know you were talking about. I'm talking about people who had bit parts in movies that came up there. Uh, Pierre had mm-hmm. the big part. Black Pierre. So I'm watching all this in front of me, and I'm like, hmm, these guys are doing this, and they're doing yeah. spots at night. So that makes it possible for me. Really? You felt like that? Where at it's like, that time. Well, they're doing it. At that time. Yeah. At that particular time, I was like, you know what? Could you hang with them uh, comedically too yes, back then? Yes, at that time, I was okay. I was at the store, and I was banging out 11.45s. Yeah. I was banging out, you know, 12.45s, 1 a.m. You were I was strong. Try- no, no, no. I was trying oh. to... I was trying to learn the ropes. I had figured out that if you went up there with stupid material, 1245 was going to be a long night for you. Yeah. So you had to cater your act to eight people. You four had to nights talk, a week. Talk. You had to cater talk. your act. And it started to begin to me like an audition. Like, wait a second. Come here for a second. So when I go into a room for an audition, how many fucking people are in the audition? Sometimes one, sometimes five. So you mean an audition is just like when I come to the store on a Tuesday night? <laughs> It's Black Knight. Yeah. So uh, a lot of uh, Black Knight, the, the, the main room would be, uh, and I should not call it Black Knight. It was. Uh, it's always a Black Knight. Uh, yeah, but Fat they call it some Fat Tuesday. That's no, done now. So what oh, yeah. would happen was, uh, whenever it was Fat Tuesday, the, the original room wouldn't pack up because people would see all the black people and they wouldn't pull over. That was the running joke. So basically, <laughs> when, you got a, when you got a spot on Tuesday, you hated it. Yeah. You hated it because you had a park. There was no parking. It's the you had worst. A walk. It I was don't the know worst. what it is. It they was the worst. They stand there. They see you coming. You pull into the lot. They'll, they'll turn. I've seen this like more than one time. They'll turn. They'll see you there. Then you move up another two feet. So you're right at their, at their legs. And they're not fucking moving. And you have to like tap the horn. Like, are you guys crazy? You see me trying to get through. You're blocking. So you tap the horn a little bit. They look at you Terrible. with disgust and slowly move out of the way. It was terrible. And you would hate to go down there, but you know what? Those were the nights that made me become a comic. Yeah. But it gave me a different type of uh, ugh, of uh, confidence. Like, it started giving me this weird confidence. Like, wait a second. I could do this. You know, Pierre's around me. Yeah. You know, there was a lot of little cats at the time that were booking small roles in, in movies. And this was just inspiring me in a way. So one day I got a call from my manager at the time. His name was Ken Phillips, who wasn't the sharpest guy in the world. Okay. And he goes, this guy I saw you at the, imp- at the improv? Yeah. Okay. He goes, I want you to go down to 20th Century Fox on Pico. I didn't know what the fuck he was talking about. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And he's like, go down there and read for this role. It's for uh, NYPD Blue. Yeah. Okay. Wow. So I go down Did you get there. excited? Fucking real excited. How, what did they messenger you the the sides? Did you no, not even facts, get facts, in facts. Those days, okay. Everything was a fax. You ripped them up the computer, or in those days, you had to call a service, give me a credit card, and then they would fax them over to you and throw oh, you. Really? Minutes. Yeah. I forget what it was called. Another scam. There. Show fax. Way Maybe before that's why it's called show fax. Way before okay. show fax. And then you, I ran out to 20th Century Fox. I read for NYPD Blue. I had I had arrived here in. Uh, January 29th Okay It's probably April And I'm reading wow. For NYPD wow, Blue Wow That's okay? so fast Now I also had Sudden Bart and Minari And they were on fire So Sudden Bart and Minari yeah. Was sending me out For commercial auditions And I mean Fucking 
all the time. You know, I signed with them on a Thursday, and by Monday, I was out for uh, for uh, Church's Chicken. I'll never forget Church's wow. Chicken was my first audition, the one with the escalator, when you went up to heaven. And Jesus was there with a chicken with or an chi- angel. Yeah. This is how long ago this was, guys. I got a, no memory. I got a memory like a fucking hawk. And, uh, I mean, these are just all the shit that I remember from... Uh, from back know, then. That was our first... From, from back then. Like, just the little commercials. But the beauty of it came that I started going out for a lot of commercials and nothing. Yeah. No callback. No fucking nothing. Why? I was correct. Too nervous or what? I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. On the back of my head, I had my little insecurities. And you have your doubts. You're like, I don't deserve this. On the back of my head, I didn't have my insecurities. Yeah. Yeah, those go away after a while, and you can be as good as you can as you are. I'm like, oh, I'm going you. into this room. I would go into commercial auditions and see Pablo Francisco. Do you think those people were better than you? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Everybody in here. And then God Everybody forbid, in the waiting room is better like than Like that you. time I went for NYPD Blue. I went okay. in there, and it was like Frank Stallone, Vinnie Curto, and I'm like, oh. and next thing you know, I went in there, and I read for three lines, three pages. Yeah. And I get home, and that night my manager calls, and he goes, man, you made an impression. They really liked you. You didn't book that part because you're a little green. Yeah. But they're gonna find you something. They oh, called wow. me. June Lowry Johnson called me. Casting director. Casting director. Sorry, it's fine. So I said, Wow, that's amazing. Okay, done. This is April. Yeah. This is April, maybe May, whatever. I keep going on commercial auditions. The hottest spot in those days was seven 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 zero sunset. Okay. Oh yeah. Across the street on the corner. Oh. Was, I went in there once by accident. There was no seven seven zero then. Yeah, it was across the street. That was the hot spot. That Bundy, Bundy uh, was Bundy was, was on fire. La Brea. There was another one. I lived within walking distance of one on Bundy, oh. but I hadn't started going out for anything. And then when I finally started going out, I moved. I'm like, fuck! I could have just skated over there, walked over Bundy there. Bundy was a hot spot. So one day I go to Bundy. They always call hot me chicks up. there. Always they call me up, Bundy, and they uh, I go down there and I re- read for Taco Bell. Okay. And I walk in, and I fucking, uh, the guy sits me down. He goes, this is for a Cuban cab driver in Miami. The guy's going to get in the car. You're going to give him a look, and you're going to take off. Okay. I get in the car. I do. I take off. Thank you for coming in. Uh, two hours later, you're on a Vails. Yeah. Okay. Boom. Wow. Yet, two hours later. You booked it. Yeah, it goes fast like that, booked right? In the old, because this is 4th of July weekend. So they want to make sure so you So there was anywhere. no drama. There was no drama. You, in fact, it was a Sunday, Monday, Tuesday shoot. Oh, okay? wow. Okay, yeah. They didn't want no fucking around. This was Taco Bell. The first one with the dog, they were going to do three different ones. You they did a fat Bell? guy. They did a fat guy opening up a refrigerator in the middle of the night. They did like this exotic dance yeah. one, and they did this one. The first one was also the kid that was in Varsity Blues that was a fat, fat kid that he was managed by Jamie Masada. And something happened between Jimmy and Jamie. He did Varsity Blues, and he went bye-bye. He, yeah. he did, uh, he did uh-huh. the surgery. Oh, he yeah. lost all the weight, and that was the end of his career. Yeah. He did the one Taco like Bell, Eric. and it was me and Buzz Baymundo, who was a comic from the comedy store. Wasn't the funniest guy in the world, but his wife was an agent at Acme at the time. And we booked a Taco Bell commercial. Yeah. I get to the Taco Bell commercial on Sunday morning, bright and early, and they go to me, Joey, can we talk to you on the side? What? The company has scrapped the commercial. Oh. But stay here for three days. We're going to pay you overtime, the whole thing. Huh. Sit, eat, enjoy. The guy comes over. Where was it? This was on Venice, on, uh, you know, 
whatever, the, the big street. They're going to put Cain. you up there for four days? No, I'll stay here oh, for yeah, three yeah. days and drive home. What's the name of it? Abbott Kenny. Uh-huh. Abbott Kenny right there is a basketball court. Come on over, blah, blah, blah. The first day I go there and I'm sitting there, and I know I'm not going to shoot the commercial, but I'm eating. This was when craft services were craft services, by the way. Okay. This was packed down there. They had pizza. They had bagels. I'm smoking dope. Everybody's getting high down there. It's Venice. The second day for lunch, the director is eating lunch close to me, yeah. and he's listening to me. And at the end of lunch, he goes... They're directing the other... Spot? He's directing this commercial. It okay. doesn't really matter. The okay. director of the spot. Yeah. And he listens to me, and he walks over, and he goes, Doug, I got to get you in this commercial. Really? Because I heard what you were saying. I got to get you in this commercial. He goes, sit still. I'll do something for you. Now, me and Buzz were the principals. Okay. Okay, in the commercial. And the commercial that wasn't getting shot. Buzz was getting shot. I okay. wasn't. Oh. But he made me stay. Okay? Third day comes Which is along. nice. At least you get the shoot day. Right. Third day comes along. At the time, there was a kid that was a comedian, a Spanish kid, that was a tennis instructor. Yeah. But part of his other gig was he was an extra for commercials, a SAG extra. He made great money. Union Doing guy. that. And he's on the shoot with us. I forget what his name was. And we fucking... The director called me over and he goes, You're going to shine his, he's going to shine my shoes while I'm reading the paper. So the next thing you know, we do the shot, boom, everybody goes home. 30 days later, I get a call from Sutton Bartomonari and they go, You got your money here and your first holds. Okay. Okay? You got all your holdings. You want us to send it to you? Yeah, send it over. I don't know nothing about nothing, Ari. I don't know what a holding deal is. I don't know Did what he shoot you. Yeah, he shot me in the commercial, made it. Okay. Right, he shot me in the commercial. The principal, the yeah. guy Buzz, calls me ten minutes later and says, "Hey, did you get your check?" Because in those days, if you shot a commercial, they'd send you a check at home as a goodbye, like you, you didn't you didn't make the cut. Yeah. So he goes, "Did you get your check?" And I'm like, uh, "Yeah." <laughs> and he goes, "Yeah, I got cut, man. What a shame." So he was a principal that didn't make it, and I was a guy that's commercial got cut, and I became the you principal made it for the other one. And, then, and here's where it gets kinky: what? the kid who was my shoe shiner. Yeah. Since you have contact with me, that makes you a principal. Oh yeah. So he became a principal all from this fucking faux wow. pas, and the kid got cut. So it was fucking lucky, Ari, is what I'm trying to say to you. Yeah. How lucky was I? And it turned into 80000 Just because he happened to be sitting nearby. 80000 I, I made it because nobody knew Back the those power days. of that dog commercial. Oh, yeah. Those were the first your kid old taco. Was it Carlos Ellis Rocky? Who Carlos Ellis Rocky. And the, all I did was sit there getting my shoe shine, and the, and the dog would walk by. Wow. So that's, the director's just like, I like you. I'm I like you. Somewhere. In fact, he put me in two other commercials. He put me into a Diet Coke worldwide, and he put me in... Uh, Pizza Hut or something fucking regional. Yeah. And that didn't hit the thing. No, Pennzoil, Mafia. Okay. And the Sopranos became big. He just gave me a commercial once with the guy that was selling drugs in Goodfellas, another guy where he put a guy in a trunk and closed the trunk. Yeah. Pennzoil, and it was everything, but they never used the commercial. He put oh, me yeah. Kishka, Kishka, something. Kinka, 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 that was his name. Usher, Kinka. Kinka Usher, Usher, House Kinka. of Usher. Yeah. Kinker Usher, that was his name. Usher he was a director? Kinker. Yeah, he yeah, was I heard a his name a lot. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's still around. That okay. was the first guy. So, in that realm... I did that once when it was uh, it was like a Jewish family reunion for Tide. It never ran because the fucking uprising started. Goddamn Arafat ruined my commercial. But when I was talking to the extras, they all have their back to the camera. And then I was like, well, I don't, so I'll just talk to them, you know, so they can see my face. And they're like, Ari, you can't even talk to them. You just have to let it sit there alone. <laughs> felt bad I was like we're all holding hors d'oeuvres we should be talking to each other it's just weird once I booked a commercial yeah 
And then did you start thinking? For 30 days, I was walking on eggshells. Like, I was thinking about when the world was going to end. Why? Because I booked a commercial. Too good, you mean? This cannot go on. Now they're going to find out. Now they're going to find out that I'm a junkie. (laughs) They're going to find out that I'm a piece of shit. Not only that, I'm going to get arrested, and they're going to drop a bomb on my head. Yeah. This was the thought I had. I had this thought for the longest time. And then, boom, I get a call one day from Ken Phillips, and he goes, Joey, you got to stop what you're doing, go get your sides. NYPD wants to see you by 5.30. From that first thing. This is three weeks later. And YPD wants to see you. She didn't like you, but she was like, I like you. I like you. For an Italian cop, this is Libby Goldstein. Okay. She goes, I want to see you for an Italian cop who goes dirty and gets arrested in a uniform. Fine. This is not Libby Goldstein. I'm lying to you. This is the guy, Scott Gergenker. I get in to see Scott. I sign my name. It's the Bosco building. Yeah. You ever go there all the way at the end? It's the Steve Bosco building all the way at the end. I get there. I sign my name. It's a walk and a half. Don't worry about it. It's one of those walks, okay? I go in, but while I'm walking to the NYPD, there's other auditions going on. Okay. So I go to NYPD. I sign, and I eat shit. It's nine pages. You didn't do it well. No, I was done. Nine pages you had to do right then? Yeah, like Forget they call it. you at four. Forget it. I've been here three fucking months. I, I, I need know. a day to learn yeah, all this yeah. and get it and right. those days, now I can Emotion do it. behind it? Right. Now you call me. I yeah, put, early on, though. Yeah, I put four pages together in an hour now. Really? But then, no. You have to, you know, and I didn't know what I was doing. I had to take a cold reading class after that. So what happened oh, yeah. was I go to this NYPD. I go in. I'm bombing while I'm in there. I'm bombing while I'm talking to him. I can see it. He's like, thank you for coming in. I had a blue sweatshirt on top with red on the bottom and two tassels. So as I'm walking back down the hallway, yeah. Libby Goldstein walks out, who I did not know who she was. It's like a chance meeting. Yeah. You know, when you're coming around the turn and I'm coming around the turn. So it's a chance meeting. Yeah. And she looks at me and she goes, hello? <laughs> I go, hi. And she goes, are you here for the audition? And you're like, yeah, yeah, I am. And she goes, well, do you have your sides? And I go, no, I never got them. Yeah. He goes, well, here, read these, take your time. I'm here for another hour. And I went, and it was one line. What was it? It was, your car smells like the inside of Christian Slater or something like that. Uh-huh. Something stupid. And I'm reading this line, I'm reading this line, and I'm like, okay. And I go in, and she goes, all right, so you're a ref, say it. And I go, it smells like the inside of Christian Slater's car. Boom, thank you for coming in. I'm Libby. Okay, what movie is this? She goes, basketball, the guy's uh-huh. from whatever. And I go, okay. I go home at the time. I'm living in a hotel on Schrader. You're living in a hotel? Oh, that one across the street? Across the street from Terry. How are you living there? Because at the time, they used to be a... It wasn't a a thing. It was a hotel. Yeah. And you paid by the week, like 280 for the week. Okay. And I just happened to move in there because I was getting that Taco Bell cash, bitches. (laughs) So I didn't give a fuck where I lived. So you moved into a crappy motel? Moved into a hotel. Would go home every night with a G-Bow, a blow. You know the whole fucking package. And then, I'll never forget that... It was like those movies where they're like, Diaz. I'm in my room trying to take a nap in the afternoon. The fan is on. There's no air. It's like July. That's when, okay. And yeah. all of a sudden I get a call in the hotel. And they're like, Diaz, is there a Joey Diaz in the building? I'm like, yeah. And they're like, you got a phone call. And I go downstairs and it's Ken Phillips. He goes, dog, where you been? I've been trying to call you. I had a pager at the time. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I was taking a nap. He goes, so they want to hire you for that fucking movie. For basketball. I it was go, 1990, 91? This is 98. Oh. I go, what are you talking about? And he goes, they want to hire you. They're going to pay you for three weeks, 5500 a week. Wow. I'm living in a crack hotel, living on Whoa. top of Belvis. Three weeks at 5500 a week. $15 spots at the store and yeah. Willie Barcetta and uh, Felipe. And I'm sitting there going, what? 
And then they call back and they go, but you got to join SAG. You're SAG eligible because when you book the Taco Bell commercial. You made SAG eligible. I didn't spend a dime on SAG. I never even thought about yeah. the 1250 So I had to plead like insanity. Like, I don't have the dough. The production company paid for the fucking in Whoa. those days. So the production company paid for my SAG. And I got to shoot the first movie ever. And then it gets kinkier and kinkier. Like, I shoot the movie. I eat shit when I'm shooting it. I don't what? know what I'm doing. They're like, cut. I, I never was on a film set before. <laughs> yeah. I was never on a movie set before. They're like, read your lines. You know, they're saying all these lines to me. And I'm like, so finally, yeah, I had to like, take wait, one, what's happening? Yeah, I had to take one of the Zuckers and go, dog, I've never done this before. And they started laughing. Come on. You were great in the audition. What's going on with you? And I go, I don't ever done this before. And they're like, do what you did in the audition. And I did it. So two months later, I'm in a fucking laundromat on Sunset next to the green tea across from Ralph's, Rock and Roll Ralph's. Uh-huh. And I get a call again, and I call back to pay phone. They're like, how do you want your name spelt on the credits? And I'm like, what credits? And they're like, you made the movie. And I'm like, what? I, at that point, I'm like, just, I bombed. How could I, I? Yeah, at that point, I had just made a mental note to, to take the money and run. And I was a member of SAG now, and yeah. they did me a favor. I had no intentions of it being. And I remember that I didn't go to the premiere. Yeah. I was in Florida, and I went to the movie in Florida. You paid for a ticket? I paid for a ticket, and yeah. I remember sitting in the back, didn't tell nobody, that didn't you were say anything, I was too embarrassed. Yeah. But I remember sitting in the back and watching the film, and all of a sudden when my scene came on, I was just overtaken with emotion. Like, it had just, it was... What, he's got happy? It was, what was uh, it? well, let's say it was 10 years ago. I was probably 35, and that had probably been the first time I had done something good in about 18 years. <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, I mean, it was really weird. Like, I had stopped doing blow in 95 for two or three years, and I got locked up, and I had done a couple things, but that was the first time that I had done an accomplishment since high school. Yeah. Like, since 1982, that was the first time that I had done anything in a positive. Like, yeah, I had gone to college and taken classes, and, you know, I had cleaned up all that little past stuff, but it made me feel different. It made yeah. me feel, and it was something that How I How did it make you feel? Accomplished? No, because I still had a lot of work to do. It just made me feel like Not I had buried a, pers- a certain part of my life. And, and it's really weird because every time I booked something after that, I overcame that little... It didn't make me feel better or be above people that I was booking movies. That doesn't make you a better person. It was making me a better person for me. Like, I never thought I would was good enough to do it right and here I am you know standing in a room with being good enough the guy from Spider-Man 2 yeah here I am standing in a room with guys that because you know when you first start booking movies you book movies with secondary actors oh he was the guy that was the neighbor (laughs) in Hee Haw years ago and you're excited about it yeah like finally your production values move up and I remember doing you know there wasn't even $100 day movies. It was free movies. Free movies. You know, up here in fucking the valley. It's independent. You know, with people who, well, this guy was the doctor in fucking Chivago. And you put Chivago on, it was half his face huh. with no line. But that's his credit. And I kept saying, if he could do it, I could fucking do it. And all of a sudden, to see that role, you know, to, to keep evolving. You know, one minute I was next to nobody's, and the next minute, dog, I'm shooting a movie with Tracy Morgan and, and Adam Sandler and the fucking, you know, Chris Rock and I'm going to myself when is the background check going to show <laughs> yeah. up when am I going to get a tap on the shoulder saying Joey come here we got to talk to you on the inside yeah it never came because they don't give a fuck also 
Everybody in Hollywood's huge drug addicts. Right, right, right. Why <laughs> blow the that. cover? Why blow the cover? Yeah. But it's just really weird, Ari, that people in life don't think they could do something. And, and, and Ari, you know me. You know I'm not a desperate guy. I never came up there. <laughs> Ari, let's go. They're auditioning. Oh, yeah, extras. No, never. I've never been one of those people. Uh-huh. I made a mental note. Yeah, everybody does those every once in a while. Yeah. It's like, hey, they're saying everything. Right now it's for a living color. Yeah. There was a line around the block. They're auditioning for a living no, color. I'm it's not like, doing that. Dude, nobody gets that. Nobody gets that. They already cast it. They, they're yeah, doing it for an yeah, yeah. opportunity to shoot something. And they're looking for young kids. They yeah. don't know what they're looking for. It's going to last six episodes because of the sketch thing. But anyway, that's well, a, Who knows? It's just really weird that. You know, you, you you have a great podcast, but you do, and a lot of people listen to you. And sometimes people don't know what the fuck they want to do. Listen, I yeah. just listen. When I came out here to do comedy and shit, let's be honest, I was just coming out here to kill time at first. I was just killing five years to decide what the fuck was my what you want to do with your life. You yeah. know, if this didn't pan out, I was going to get a gun. That's the truth. I was gonna yeah. just maybe just sell kilos of blow until the doors that's, that's locked my up. Plan. As soon as, I, as soon as I bought him out. But it's so weird to, to come out here and for, to fill a void in your heart. And it got stronger and stronger. And you know what? Today, I still have insecurities. Like, I've worked a lot of people and I've done yeah. a lot of work. And I still have little insecurities when I go to an audition. I was telling Like Rogan you don't, still don't belong or still something? Yeah, like, like something. But it's different now. Because now, when I go to these auditions, I say to myself, and I was... And we've been friends for a long time. I've never gotten off a stage and told you I've killed. No. I've never told you a week later, Dari, I got to tell you something. I got a partial standing on in Mississippi. (laughs) That's not my world, bro. No. That's never been my world of brag or talk. But I I was telling Duncan and Rogan the other day at lunch, I go, I came to the conclusion with the longest yard that they told me that I needed to send a tape in and that I wasn't a star name. Yeah. I'll never forget that I came home and, I, and after this we'll get out of here I know you have to leave I got time and I, I, I went home that night and I was a little upset and I got a grammar blow and I'm not gonna lie to people yeah. I was you know in my mind I was mind fucking myself but I really thought about it I go alright who am I gonna go up against for this I'm gonna go up against Sharipa uh-huh. who is a great character but he's what not he funny on, what was he on uh, Sopranos? The Sopranos I'm gonna go up against Saragusa again who's Tony Saragusa yeah, the goose at the time yeah. who's a straight character but he's yeah. not a, he's not a comic. Yeah. He didn't have At the time, time I didn't have. think I was a comic, okay? I thought I was... Really? At the five, ten years in? Yeah, I was... This 2005. And I would go up behind Big Pussy, right. who was a great character. But then something hit me with a left jab that I never told anybody. What? I said, you know what all three of those guys don't have? What? That they followed Mooney at 12.45 at the comedy store for a year and a half. <laughs> yeah. That's what they never had. Yeah. They never Nobody And today I'm looking at you And I'm telling you What has been going on lately Ari I'm working again Yeah Because seven or eight stuff. months ago I sat down and I made a, a A type of like George Washington clothes Where I wrote my strengths And my weaknesses I need to write more okay. I need to lose weight You know I can't get any more handsome Than I am <laughs> You know I just wrote different things But one of the things I, I wrote that was my strength Was that One thing nobody Could take away from me Listen can't take away my parents died can't take away the things I robbed and the people I robbed can't take away my addictions another thing you can't take away is the year and a half I yeah. had doing 15 minute spots in yeah. front of 8 over people and at over the store and over. over and over that is where my strength comes from now yeah. when I go into an audition now when I open the door Ari and I yeah. walk over the threshold yeah. I'm a little nervous just like you and anybody but you else. think about that like I, I think I about this that time and I like followed Paul Mooney at 1245 for a year 
and I gotta thank Mitzi Shaw because after he's on forty minutes. Yeah, minutes, after he's done forty. Whoever, ever. I'm just using Paul Mooney. You yeah. know the people I had to yeah. go up at no, twelve forty-five, probably. And you know what, man? That's why I'll never. I, I always loved Dice and always stick up for him because it made me who the fuck. When I go into yeah. audition today now, I'm like, I look around the room and I see. Paulie Walnut, so I see any of those guys from the Sopranos or whatever, and they all have that over me. But the one thing they'll never have is my Just Marine how to time. Make fucking eight people Marine laugh, and they're not in the mood to even look at you. Marine time. Yeah. You know, there's bodyguard schools. Yeah. There's people who go to bodyguard schools, uh-huh. and there's it's people Marines. who get a job with a gun and go, let's go, Ari, I'm going to work yeah. for you for 200 a week, nobody's going to fuck with you, and I'm going to shoot people, and they know what a gunshot sounds like, and they know what, how to react if you get stabbed. Yeah. And when you come to me for a job, and you say to me, well, I came up five beta kappa at the bodyguard <laughs> school, but then I got a motherfucker who walks over with a missing eye. <laughs> you know, and a limp, and he's like, under the head. That's the guy I got to give it to. Yeah, and that's how I feel now. For the first time in my 15 years in LA, you're not going to take a role from me anymore. When I walk in for a role now, you feel like it's yours now. It's mine. I don't care if you have Caesar Grace or training. I don't care wow, if you have Juilliard training. I don't care what you had. The exposure I had. You've from been those, doing well lately. Yes, and the exposure I had to those years at the comedy store. That is my strength above everybody in this business. Wow. The ability that I used to do Buffalo at halftime of a Sabre game. I think about those Jesus, times. really? Now. Yeah, Man. they make you fucking strong at, at the one bar at North Town. Oh, at a bar. Okay. Well, but still, people don't want to hear that. They want to see the stats and they want to see anything. Yeah. Ari, I'm sorry about it. It was long-winded. I ate a no, 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 no. We're not long-winded. I ate a we're, 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 we're ahead of time. And I ate a hash pill. I don't have to be at the callback till till. uh but I just Another 30 minutes on to leave. really want to let people know that you can do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. You don't have to stress out about it. I never just stressed switch out careers. about it. Just get a new career. No, I knew that. I, look, a lot of people have a dream. They say to themselves, well, I'm going to be a plumber. But I can't go to plumbing school until I finish, until I put money away. Mm-hmm. And that dream never comes because the whole oh, right. time, you know, it was like, the weird thing with me is like, I always chilled on it. Because I knew every time I went on stage, I was getting stronger. And all yeah. of a sudden, we were doing it for three months. Yeah. Six months went by. And then all of a sudden, you could, you could feel by. it after a while, right? Where you're like, oh, my, oh my God. God. Hey, I'm handling these situations a lot better now. And now you're handling auditions. And on stage, better. yeah, you're funnier. You're handling so many fucking things. You're learning how to rock the small crowd. I remember Pete called me one night from Houston. He goes, Joey, Johnny Sanchez just destroyed 11 people. Yeah. He goes, there's only two people who have done that in my club, you and him. Yeah, he had to do it too. He had to follow dice every night. And he called me that night. He goes, that was the best compliment I ever had. That you and I were the only people that ever handled that room. Everybody dies in that room when it's dead. Wow. You know, did he get in living color? I didn't know. I didn't ask him about it. Yeah, he went out for it. So I don't know. see him getting that. He's having a a kid. Oh, he had it already. He had the baby already. Congratulations to him. Yeah, you're right. Anyone could do it. I went to see you in the longest yard. That was fun that day. What was it, me and Simone? Yeah, you and Simone. We went to see uh, the, 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 the the touchdown. Yeah. The touchdown. And we went and got the Shami uh, sandwich. You yeah. had the best, coolest trailer. Yeah, 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 yeah. We had. And you're like, come over for Shami. They make it extra crispy, just like I like. And I was like, what are you talking about? I didn't, I've only done commercials. Movies are a whole other thing. When you're a star of a movie like that, it's, uh, you know, and to sit, even with that movie. I, I mean, they're like, hello, Mr. Diaz. Yeah, I was waiting to get hit by a car. I was waiting really? for. Sure. You had your own trailer? You just watched, what did you watch? The Honeymooners? Honeymooners. On uh, sleepers. I used to bring DVDs sleepers. every day. You know, there was always an ounce or two of weed on the fucking set. 
They had everything. I had a person that you it could was, call. It went around. Like, you get it? You could call a person on the, on the set and say, listen, I need a pastrami sandwich with lettuce, tomato, onions, and, and sauerkraut. Ten minutes. Let me get three cans of Coke. Let me get a six-pack of beer. Hmm. And they would bring it to you. They'd be like, okay. Yeah. Their job is just to keep you happy? That was their Somebody job. asked me that in Minneapolis. They're like, uh, if you need anything. I'm like, are you talking about pot? Yeah, I'd love an eighth. And the guy was like, well, I never know what to ask people. Like, whether or not I should get I'm like, just, if anyone's from California, just go ahead and ask them, do you need anything while you're here? But be specific. What you can get. And they'll either take you up on it. They're not going to get offended. No combo get offended. No. Just say no thanks. If he does, then he's not fucking real. Yeah. But yeah, I went to see you when you just, we just lounged on that trailer for a while. Then we went to get a pastrami sandwich. And then we went down and watched that touchdown. Was that on USC campus? No. Where was that? No, that was on, uh. That was a college in Torrance or something. Okay. Torrance College. And then a football field. It wasn't a high school. Yeah, it was a, it was a Torrance College or something. Okay. It was a great experience, but it really... Yeah, that, they had... Uh, man, I flipped after it. What do you mean? I flipped. I had the same Freddie Lockhart thing. I'm happy Freddie came clean a couple weeks oh, ago. Oh, yeah, you got, you got into it then. You got... I got into the powder, and I, I thought the phone was going to ring, and it never didn't. Yeah. You know, and I remember Freddie telling the story, and it was very interesting because... It was like listening to my whole experience. Because the agents kept telling me, hey, man, after this movie, you're going to blow up. You're going to blow up. The word's out already. The word word wasn't out. I was walking up to pilots with attitude. And they're like, fucking get the fuck out of here with your... I remember one night I went in for this character that was kind of crazy. And I talked myself into snorting blow one night and walking into the audition... A little whacked up on the tail end. I remember her looking at herself saying, like, this is how the character should be. Yeah, the character should be. And I remember walking in there and her going, are you fucking retarded? Get out of here. Like, I didn't shave. Oh, really? I didn't do nothing. She's like, get the fuck out of here. You know, and you wait for the phone to ring, and the phone don't ring, and I kept doing powder, and it was all the smoke. Yeah. They blew up people's asses. And I realized what happens to people on sitcoms. What? When people on a sitcom, they giggle. They have this fake confidence on the sets. Whenever you do a sitcom, everything yeah. you say while you're rehearsing, people laugh. You can't be that funny 12 times. If I tell you the same fucking joke 12 yeah. times... But everyone laughs because they're supposed laugh. to? Yeah, if you're doing a sitcom. Yeah. So these same people, these same kids, move on from there thinking that they're really funny people. And they don't know that the sitcom people Different who work world. on sitcoms are just laughing to up fake confidence. Yeah. It's very which fake nice, laughing, but which is nice, but you know when it's fake yeah. and you know when it's real. I asked I've, Tom Shadyak that. Tom Shadyak spoke at my some uh, Jordan Barron's graduation. Right. Class. Okay, 20 minutes. Um, but uh, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, so he spoke. And I asked him a question, like, how do you do a scene, like, a second time? He directed, like, Liar, Liar, and a bunch of Eddie Murphy movies, and a bunch of Jim Carrey movies. But it was like, how do you do it, like, a second time? He's like, what do you mean? It was like, the second time you do a funny line, everyone who's there, they've already seen it. You're doing it the exact same way. They've already seen it. Like, how do you make... And he goes, oh, are you, are you a comedian? And I was like, yeah. He goes, okay, yeah, you, you just got to grow up. You just got to fucking do it. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. It sucks, but it's true. I got to stop, because this Vicodin... It's, Are you, I, it's, it's killing you? Oh, I eat a Vicodin <laughs> and a fucking hash pill. Yeah. So right now it's like mixing worlds. <laughs> Those yeah, pills are good, trick. right? I'm going to get one. Where is it? Where are they at? Divine Wellness, right up the corner from the Ha Ha Cafe on the right-hand side before uh, Crown. And get yourself a cheeseburger, a Crown, and some fries. Delicious. Okay. Hey, I got Delicious. a sponsor for an episode. You do? Can I mention it? Yeah. You know that Horn Blasters guy? Yeah, who's Horn Blasters? They make those train, train, uh, like the train horn for your car horn yeah so it just crushes it just goes like yeah. 
he's sponsoring me now. Yeah, right. they're selling kits and stuff. Well, give him a shout out. What's Horn, his Hornblasters.com. His name is Matthew Heller. Matthew Heller, congratulations. You're here on the Septic Tank with Ari Shafir and Joey Diaz. <laughs> What's the webpage? Hornblasters.com. Hornblast. Go to Hornblasters.com. Have you gone to it, Ari? Have you checked it out? I, all this I've shit? seen it hooked up. Okay, so you got to go to Hornblasters.com. You want to scare the fuck out of people? <laughs> tell them the septic tank sent you there and get 10% off. All right. You got to sell it, Ari. What the fuck? I got to teach you how to do this shit. I'm stuck. <laughs> you got to do everything. I remember. All right. Hey, go ahead. What were you saying? I remember that when you, when you, were, when you got the longest yard and you were just living large, and people were like, you said like, like a year later, you're like, I'm out of money. And you're like, how? And he was like, dude, when I don't have money, I do less blow. When yeah. I have money, I do more blow. We're going to rock with you. Yeah. Know what I'm saying? There's no, you're not putting any away. You're never getting a bank account. I did get an ATM card with that money. Oh, movie, very nice. Which I still have. I've never lost it. But you kept your pager, didn't you? I kept my pager for about. No, no, no. I had a phone before. Like, you had a phone then? Okay. I kept yeah, my pager. I, I got my, my pager company went out of business. Which was J&J Beepers. Was that it? I don't know. Some at Fox Hills Mall. It was like two fifty a month. I, went, I had my pager till I had shot Spider-Man too. And then you got, you're like, okay, yeah, people I've been, have to reach me. I've been with Sprint since uh, August or July of 2003. Okay. I'm a loyal customer with Sprint. Nice. Nine years I've been with Sprint. They should hook you up. The new yeah, they do hook me up. That's oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Also, I remember that. I'm sorry. We'll be done now. But I remember Go meeting Goldberg on the Longest Yard. Yeah, while was I was accidentally trailer. Yeah, but I was accidentally wearing my Goldberg shirt. Yeah, shirt. The Simona cool got shit. me. I, I was like, hey, man. Oh, was, I'm not here to meet. Like, I was like, I don't want to be That was cool as shit, It man. was cool. That was a cool day when you guys came. And a couple people went to see me. Yeah. And I felt honored. Like, you know, and I yeah. wasn't like... I just, just want us, especially back then, we're like, whoa. Whoa. It's just like that first time on the lot or something. Whoa. You're like, I'm on the lot? Whoa. Yeah. People were like, the funniest ever was when I brought... Marilyn's husband on the lot and they were like what is the reason what is his purpose <laughs> yeah. and I go he's my probation officer <laughs> so finally Burt Reynolds comes over and I was like who's that black guy why is he associated with you I go that's my probation officer like really I always want to be a probation officer he went over and started talking to him they talked for about two and a half hours was he your probation officer no oh, okay. David like, Crowder yeah. Marilyn's husband no they just started talking and he left there going I can't believe that poor man thinks I'm a probation officer <laughs> I feel so guilty I'm like it fucking happens you know what I'm saying we had to go to the lot we went to the lot for Ren and Zizi's first uh, premiere for the league yeah um, and we've gone every year it's so fun me, Ellis they, they make this thing it's from Chicago so they have like food from all over Chicago like sausages and pizzas and stuff good shit beer we all get drunk and they show the premiere of it. They show a couple episodes. Well, they combine them now with It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. But anyway, that first year, we had to go to the Fox lot on Pico. And uh, I got drunk. I left my car there. I'm like, Brenda, these I'll ride with you. And the limo, they're all going up to, to Sunset Marquee. So I'm like, I can get a ride home from there. So the next day, me and, um, I think it was Madonia. It might have been somebody. Oh, no, it was Ellis. It was Mark Ellis. We went to get our cars. And like, what's your purpose for being here? And like, well, we got to get our cars. We left them here yesterday. And they're like, nope, not without a pass. You don't. And we had to sit there and call in our Hollywood favors so someone could call the Fox lot and let us get on just so we could get our cars and leave. That's how out of the loop we, we were. And it was only oh like four God. years ago. <laughs> we had to start Holy calling people at Comedy Central that we had met over the years, start calling, just trying to get someone to call the Fox lot for us. Just get us in. That's fucking craziness. How much are you on right now? What are you on? The pill? No, a Vicodin. That's, a Vicodin. I took a Vicodin. That, uh, what time you. is it right now? Two... 40? Yeah, I took a Viking at 11 o'clock. At 11 o'clock? Yeah. 2.35. So I'm at the tail end of it right now. Fine, those are great. Stops you from shitting, though. Yeah, but I've been taking the probiotic juice. I've been oh, eating nice. my yogurt. I've been preparing for this day. I got That's my asshole lubed. Yeah, you asked me. You were like, 
They're like, I don't think I don't want to get the the pills until I need them. I was like, yeah. you're not gonna be able to walk over there and get them. You may as well have them. No, I got them on Thursday. Yeah, and I only ate a half. I ate a half in Vegas. You do whatever you need. And I ate a half uh, when I did the stage show, just so it wouldn't bother me. But so I told Ralphie, I'm like, I'm like, you better get as a comedian. You can find people to unload those pills on that you don't need. You know, every every fourth one is a pill bobber. It feels better now. I'm happy. I'm happy. You, oh, you got all the here. red stuff on you from the, from the dye? Yeah, from the dye. So wow. I can't shower tomorrow. You know, my asshole's going to smell like... I'll come visit you again before, you, before you get better. Your asshole's going to be bad. <laughs> you can't shower? Uh, I can shower tomorrow when I get back from acupuncture and stuff. It'll be great. She's going to detox me. And they should have a taint championships of the world just to see what taint smells like. And I uh, bet you would do really well <laughs> after uh, like four days of not showering. Uh, I bet you compete for a gold. No, no, no. I don't want to do none of that shit. Right, we gotta get out of here. We're right. fucked up by the minute and stuff. I love it. I love getting fucked up with you. I love it. Stay black, people. All right. What's the name of it? The um, skeptic tank. The skeptic tank. Oh, yeah. That's right, how fucking high I am. Don't forget to listen to me on Beauty. And the oh yeah, Beast. yeah. Also MMA Spanglish. Also, I have a CD. You're on MMA Spanglish. dot com. What is it? MMA Spanglish with George Elias. No, 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 but they also have a CD. CD called the TV. You are the priest on payloads. dot com. P a y l. O-A-D-Z dot com Go over there Five dollars Five fucking dollars CD, That's great When are you going to put it on iTunes? Soon What's with the fucking questions? Because you can reach more people Just there Just go to payloads.com And get your fucking CD I'll get it Stay black People like it? People love it Great. It's good If not I wouldn't let it loose It's good I'm cool Thank God I did something good for once <laughs> I love you cocksuckers Alright bye Right, that's it that's the episode um yeah it was fun right <laughs> a little false ending there like i always do and then i went back for a little more and we pretty much rounded out the hour um everyone should please follow joey diaz he has his own podcast called um called beauty and the beast i think it's beauty and the beast with uh, felicia michaels who's also a really funny comedian uh, and super hot too uh, But regardless of that She's a funny comedian And uh, they have their own podcast So uh, check that out It's called Beauty and the Beast um, And that's it Follow Joey Diaz on Twitter It's 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 a Mad Flavor on Twitter Follow me on Twitter It's Ari Shafir Again, please go to my Storyteller show February 28th Buy tickets It's five fucking dollars For Maryland Rice Cub Bobby Lee Moshe Kasher One other person it's a great show. Just please fucking go. They're, they're awesome. I hate asking people to go to shows, but please just fucking go. Um, and that's it. Please subscribe on iTunes and uh, anywhere else, and I'll see you guys later. Uh, please watch out for your Vicodin intake because it can lead to uh, shortened podcasts. That's my public service message. Oh, and also, again, hornblasters.com. Please go check them out. Um, seriously, if you're into your car at all, fucking soup it up with those guys. Okay, bye. There's no business like show business, like no business I know. Everything about it is appealing. Everything the traffic will allow. Nowhere could you get that happy feeling when you are stealing that extra bow. There's no With a turkey that you know will fold, you may be stranded.
gold, but still you wouldn't change it for a sack of gold. Let 